Welcome back to another episode of the Bowfinger Minute podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1999 Frank Oz-directed comedy Bowfinger. One minute of screen time per episode. I'm Roger. I'm Marcy. And we're the hosts of Roadhouse Minute. And this is Minute 13 of Bowfinger. Uh, This minute starts with Jerry being very risky today. And it ends with Kit worrying about how smart his audience is. So... This is a fun minute, Marcy. We're yeah. going to make the transition from, what did you say it was called? La Dome? La Dome. La Dome. I might be sp- pronouncing that incorrectly because well, it's I don't a think French it's, restaurant. It's not La Dome. It's La Dome. Okay. If you say it's French, it's La Dome. Okay. So we're going to make that transition. So we're going we're gonna to end that part of our week, and we're going to make the transition to, to Kit's uh, compound, and uh, some more hilarity will ensue. But before we get to that point... Because I feel like this is going to be the minute where we're going to have to settle for once and for all. If there is any sincerity behind Jerry Renfro, I would maintain that there is at least, let me put it this way. I agree with you that in no way is he taking Bobby Bowfinger seriously. But I do think if he had the opportunity, he would take this script and try to turn it into a blockbuster hit. Okay. Are you disagreeing with me about that? No. Okay, because I mean, I guess my question for you, and then we'll get back to our game. Don't worry, I haven't forgot about the game that I told you I would spring on you today. Like, I mean, the so in this minute, um, this is where this is where Jerry Renfro says to Bobby, like, if you get me Kit Ramsey, you've got a go picture. So, do you think that's a serious offer? He knows that there's no possibility this dude is going to get Kit, Kit Ramsey. I still contend that he is mostly messing with Bowfinger. Okay. And well, you know, because the looks that he's exchanging with his table mate, and also when Kit, when um, Bowfinger finally leaves, uh, Jerry Renfro looks at his table mate and goes, what was that? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But tell you what, since I, I guess since I just have to like continue Belabor, I have to continue this this ridiculous argument. What if Bobby Bowfinger had somehow been able to call his bluff and come back to him with Kit Ramsey? What do you think Jerry Renfro would have done in that situation? Let me give you some options. He could have kept the movie and fired Bobby as the director and hired a real director. He could have kept the movie and Bobby and allowed the movie to continue being made in that scenario. 
Or he could have just said, yeah, I was only kidding you, and then just turned the whole project down. Don't Marcy this question up. If those are your only three choices, which one do you think he would have gone with? I think he would have gone with um, the no. I was just kidding you. Really? Because the idea of Chubby Rain is so ridiculous that if he were to actually read this crazy script. um, You're, You're so wrong. He would hate it. And I I do hear what you were saying in the last episode about there being a lot of crazy, weirdly conceived movies that get made. But um, yeah, I think I I don't think that he would want to be associated with this person at all. See, well, he doesn't have to be. Remember, I gave you option A. So here's what he what he could have done was said, wow, that's amazing, Bobby. Here's five. Here's a million dollars. Which here's, as we, which as we, like which as we know, five hundred dollars and get no, him out of here. Let's say like here's a million dollars. You're fired. Yeah. I'm gonna hire John McTiernan. That's the guy who directed Die Hard and a bunch of other movies we like uh, to come in and make Chubby Rain with Kit Ramsey. And I'm gonna give it eighty five million dollars. And I'm gonna make sure it's largely shot in Cabo because apparently I only like to produce movies in places where I can go on vacation. Do you think that's what would happen? I do actually. I think Jerry Renfro is a shark as mm-hmm. you, I think you said he was earlier yeah. in the week. And yeah. I think, uh, okay. So Marcy, you still claim that chubby rain is a ridiculous premise that would never be considered. True. So let's play a game and listeners, you can play along with us if you want to this game, which I've just invented is called, uh, Oh, I will call it, uh, Arnold Schwarzenfaker. Are you um, are you reading from the IMDb one-liners? Marcia, no, I don't have to do that. I'm going to give you a two to three sentence description of three Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but one of them is fake. Okay. And after I'm done, I want you to guess which one is fake. I'm not going to give you the titles, so you're just going to have to kind of say it's the one with that thing. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here you go. Option one, Arnold Schwarzenegger and a group of crack commandos go into the South American jungle to try to rescue somebody. But then they discover that there's an alien from outer space who can cloak himself, who is going to hunt them all down and try to kill them. Okay. That's option one. Option two, a Navy SEAL, who's Arnold Schwarzenegger, travels behind the Iron Curtain to rescue the vice president from a Soviet gulag. That's option two. Option three, Arnold Schwarzenegger, again, is a contestant on a futuristic sci-fi reality game show where the contestant is sent into a game where he is hunted down by trained assassins who are trying to kill him. And if he can survive for 30 days, he will win millions of dollars. So which one of those do you think is fake? Am I to pick the one that um, Arnold did not do? Yeah. Well, one of these, it's, it's not that Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't in these movies. One of these movie plots, I completely made up. So which, which one, which movie do you think is fake? Do you think it's the South American jungle movie? Do you think it's the vice president movie? Or do you think it's the game show movie? I think it's the vice president in the gulag. You're right. How did you know? Because, um, do you by any chance know what the names of either of the other two ones are? I feel like the other two are so real. Like what? <laughs> that's funny, Marcy. That's funny. An alien that can cloak himself that's hunting them down to kill them all? 
I feel like I've watched part of that movie. You probably have. So that is the classic, also, I believe, directed by John McTiernan, action classic, Predator. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have not seen that whole movie, but I remember sitting down and you were watching it and you told me a little bit about it. And like, um, there's men in the jungle with a lot of paint on and they're wet. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. And it's got famous quotes like, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And (laughs) get to the chopper. Is the other one Total Recall? No, Marcy. That's That's where he gets fake memories implanted in his brain. Yeah. Or does he? What's the um, other one? The third movie where he's in a game show is actually a movie called The Running Man. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, which ironically, I think, has has been made into real versions that are less lethal. Hmm. Um, like, oh. I think there was actually a game show that was produced by LeBron James. I want to sa- say this, and I'm not even being crazy. He produced a show. I think it was called... Uh, it wasn't called The Chase because that's a different show. But that was the idea, that they would, like, set some dude off. And like people would just try to chase him down. And instead of trying to chop his head off or shoot him, I think they would just try to like tag, tag him like football. Oh, huh. and, and if he was able to survive for like five hours of game time, then he wins. Yeah. Um, yeah. The running well, man, fun. the running man is based on a Stephen King short story, which is actually way better than the movie, but the movie's still pretty great. Hmm. But like, seriously, how much less ridiculous was my made up movie than the other two that, um, like how much, how much less ridiculous is predator than chubby rain? I think, you know, the vision is hard to conceptualize sometimes if it's going to be really good or not. That's, that's true. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, let's get back to this minute. Here we are. Um, you think that this is just a ridiculous go away line from Jerry Retro. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. That's fine. I mean, I won't, I will not disagree with you that the little exchange he has with his assistant says that they both think that what just happened was absurd. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Um, oh, Marcy, do you want to, since you are also our fashion consultant, do you want to react to what it would feel like if someone uh, someone tried to hand you their fake ponytail? Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> man. Listeners, that is a horrible thing. Listeners, Marcy is making a face like she just threw up into her mouth. Wow. Yeah, that's gross. And it's one of those things too. Like if you get handed something disgusting, um, I'm often caught off. Well, I shouldn't say this happens very often, but, um, like I'm caught off guard and will just take things. You have a incredible ability that I might find a little frustrating sometimes when I'm trying to hand you something, you don't acknowledge that anything is happening. You just stare at my open hand. <laughs> Marcy, Marcy, you you just made a 120 degree pivot so that you could just fire shrapnel at me. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> Have I ever tried to hand you discarded this, parts of my body? No, but this has really triggered something. It's like brought up a lot of feelings from over 20 years of knowing you. Wow. Well, you know what? Uh, hey, that's what therapy's for. Sometimes in my head, I'm screaming, take it from my hand. I can't. <laughs> well, okay. This, is, this isn't even our podcast, Marcy. So we only have five minutes together. Okay, sorry. But I will say in my defense, a lot of times you offer me things wordlessly. <laughs> so there's some delay before I realize what's happening. And there, there's no reason why I should take it. So like, why? 
Uh, just to follow up on that story, like, I've never had somebody hand me their ponytail before. Oh, my God. So gross. Like, the closest thing I could think of to this happening in real life is, like, and and I think you'll understand this when I tell it. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you've ever found yourself or heard a story about somebody finding a press-on nail in their glass of beverage? Ew, No. But oh, really? I have encountered them That's in happened. weird places. That's happened. In your not, beverage? Not to, no, not to me. Oh. But I've heard stories about people being like, oh, look, that's a fake nail in my drink. Do you remember years ago when we went out to dinner and you found um, steel wool in your chili? One time like, when I was eating... Puffy? One time when I was eating a, a pulled pork sandwich with my dad, we found a metal staple. Oh my God, that's so dangerous. He had some words with the people behind the counter. Yeah. Like you almost potentially sent my son to the emergency room. Yeah. That could perforate lots of things. Yes. Like, <laughs> like, like my future. Okay. So you believe that Jerry Renfro is completely insincere in these three minutes. Fine. Let's say I accept the premise of your argument. When Bobby Bowfinger comes out of the restaurant, he does this little sort of Mario Brothers-esque thing where he jumps up and down and says... We've got to go picture. So my question for you is, do you think this is performative on Bobby's part? Or do you think he sincerely believes this? You're killing me. Why? Bobby Bowfinger believes everything. Why? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He absolutely believes that he has not been messed with, that this interaction with Renfro was sincere. But he's also willing much later on in the movie to lie to all the other people in his crew like he knows when lying is taking place because he does it yeah but he does it but he doesn't expect that this guy that he's looking up to is gonna do it so you think at this point he thinks all i have to do is get kit ramsey and i've got a go picture yeah can you read body language like i don't understand (laughs) no you Uh, can't (laughs) folks we're happily married, and we'll, we'll be happily married by the end of the week, too. This is the kind of low-level abuse I'm just used to putting up with at this point. Oh, rough. <laughs> All right, fine. Okay, Let's well. Let's move along. Here's my next question. Do you think is it that... the same one? <laughs> no, Marcy, it's not. Okay. Do you think me. it's possible that the valet knows someone who knows Kit Ramsey? Do you think he can hook no. up Bobby? Well, possibly. Um... Oh, wait a minute. Marcy... <laughs> Marcy, that's the second time that you have essentially called me a moron and then immediately backtracked and agreed (laughs) with the premise of my question. Fine, Marcy, you insist. You are quite the taskmaster here this week. Let's turn our attention to the second half of our week. Um, We're going to switch scenes here. I will point out to you, so a couple things that I think are really funny about this section with a disclaimer. And I'm going to just add as a disclaimer that you and me, very much white people, and so... I'm a little bit nervous about sort of making any sort of broad social commentary about what's going to happen in this minute. So I'm probably going to focus more on like the comedy that's inherent in here. Um, The central premise of these last two and a half minutes, though, is true. I mean, it is sort of undeniable that all of the famous action stars from the 80s and early 90s were white. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the irony in this movie and in these minutes is that the most famous black movie star was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. So in a sense... And you're saying, like, in real life, too. In real life, he was the most famous black movie star? 
Yeah, I'm not saying that Kate Ramsey is the most famous black actor. <laughs> no, I can't. Eddie Murphy is the most famous black actor at yeah. this point in the 80s. Well, maybe not at this point. And we're going to talk about that in a couple minutes. This is actually, this movie is coming out in a little bit of a trough in Eddie Murphy's career. But there's yeah. no doubt from like 1984 to 1995, he was the most famous black actor. Yeah. No doubt. In terms of bankability, like not in terms of awards or prestige or anything like that, but you know, he's the one out, he's making the most money <clears throat> for sure. And so it is kind of interesting. It's interesting to see Eddie Murphy saying all this, like, you know, he's, he's probably a good messenger for these messages, but at the same time, he's crying all the way to the bank. Hmm. Um, so, so again, sort of just focusing on the humor I think the line Arnold Schwarzenegger is pretty funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it made you laugh. Um, uh, there's this whole tangent between him and his agent. We're going to talk about his agent tomorrow. But, like, there's this whole section where they talk about how he doesn't have any good catchphrases. Yeah. Um, what do you think about movie catchphrases, like, from the 1980s? I mean, those are things like, well, hasta la vista, baby. Or, yeah, I mean uh, the cultural zeitgeist, right? Things, things before they were memes were things like catchphrases, and now I think our culture is a little oversaturated with memes and things that were once like, you know, the thing that you passed around verbally because you had no technology to pass it around were the catchphrases. And I think they're fantastic. So you like catchphrases in your action movie? Yeah, I mean. Okay. I think it's just like getting like, it's what you can take away from a movie. Like you're taking away some lyrics from a song. Like it's really hard to take away that experience. But if you have a couple lines or like a catchphrase or something like that, that you can just play over and over with your friends and you're always coming back to the movie in a way. And you know, like, it. and again, I'm not just talking about memorable quotes. There's a difference between a quote and a catchphrase. Like a catchphrase is a pithy one-liner that you say as the hero, usually right after you kill someone. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, okay. Because yeah. like, misspoke you know, there. no, 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 no. Like we, we did 114 minutes of Roadhouse and arguably there are no catchphrases in that movie until you get to the polar bear scene. Um, well, it, there are no... Like, you're not going to put a catchphrase in there like, um, well, I guess it's, what is it? What does Dalton say? You have I mean, to you be could, nice. like, yeah, you you could say that Dalton's time three rules nice. are sort of like a catchphrase. Yeah, like, I want you to be nice until it's time not to be nice. Yeah. But it's not a catchphrase. It's not like, it's not like yeah, every time right. he, be, it's not like every time he beats somebody up, he says something like, this is Dalton. This is when it, this is now it's time not to be nice. Yeah. Like he doesn't do that until the very end when he tips over the polar bear. And then he says, you were made for each other. <laughs> like that's a catchphrase. You weren't there for those minutes, but like yeah. we don't have those. And, and, and it is true that I don't think black actors in those types of movies got catchphrases. Eddie Murphy certainly didn't like, there is no Eddie Murphy catchphrase, even from his famous movies. Like mm. he's got that laugh. Do you know the Eddie Murphy laugh? It's sort of like, I, I can't even try to do it. It's sort of like, it's like, uh, 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 uh. Huh. he's got, a, he's got a laugh. Go back and watch Beverly Hills Cop and you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, all the only other thing I know about this particular scene is that these indoor shots were taken in some sort of famous empty mansion in Pasadena. I found out that too. Like oh, okay. a lot of things are in that same place. Yeah. Um, I also found out. Oh, really? Tell me, tell me the movies that you found out that have 
in Shelby? Um, it's the home of the conductor Kenneth Brana in Dedigan, the Chinese consulate in Rush Hour. Really? The Swanky Harris House where Kristen Wig wigs out in the bridal shower in Bridesmaids. I've never seen that movie. Have you? Bridesmaids, yeah. I think I've it heard was it's one good. Of a, a Melissa um yeah, that bleeper bleeper movie yeah, that yeah. I watched with her. Marcy, I only have one more sort of I think part of this minute that we should probably talk about here. What do you think of the cliff joke? Uh, this is where this is where his agent is trying to convince oh. him that he has a one-liner because he says like, see you later, Cliff. And then he pushes a guy off of a cliff and Eddie Murphy is like, that's too cerebral. cerebral. <laughs> what did you think about the, what did you think about the humor of that part of the minute? I think it's great. And it's like our first um, little hint on how much this guy is really overthinking. Um, he's a little crazy, like a little bit nutty. He's a lot. He's actually a lot crazy. Yeah. Um, there's a line from the next minute, but I feel like we should just use it now because it just sort of puts a button on that joke where he's like, we're trying to make a movie, not a film. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. Yeah. That's all I got. You got anything else? Nope. All right. Thank you once again for listening to another episode. You can find the Bowfinger Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or at the main site, bowfingerminute.com. Please like, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. You can find out more about the podcast on Facebook at Welcome to Minehead, the Bowfinger Minute Listener Center, and on Twitter at Bowfinger Minute. So join us here tomorrow on the Bowfinger Minute. And in the meantime, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Together, children. I hope that we'll see you again. Cause there's always one more Sure. One more show. Sure.